Welcome to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio, brought to you by Visit Anderson, South Carolina, home of beautiful Lake Hartwell. The Rapala family of fishing products, including VMC hooks and 13 fishing rods, reels, and more, and the Bass Angler Sportsman Society. Now, here's your host, lifetime BASS member, Tom Abraham. Welcome to this week's episode of Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. I am Tom Abraham, your guide for the next hour as we feature the Bassmaster Elite Series and those looking to get into that exclusive group through the St. Croix Bassmaster Open Series and the up-and-comers on the Strike King Bassmaster College Series and the tens of thousands of Bass Nation anglers around the country competing on the local level, all with a chance to advance to the big leagues of professional fishing. Now, the Bass Nation operates youth, high school, and college programs, including a junior Bassmaster Championship high school national championship, college national championship, and the college bracket event leading to a Bassmaster Classic birth, Bass Radio. Our first cast segment of the show is brought to you by 13 Fishing, and we have a great deal for you right now. The Gerald Swindle Design Meta Series Rods and Inception G2 Reels are available at 13fishing.com along with all their other great products. And for a limited time, you can get 20% off your entire order by using the discount code BASSRADIO20. That's BASSRADIO20, only at 13fishing.com. Now, I fish these rods and reels myself and could not be happier. Get 20% off with the code BASSRADIO20. Now, a chance to talk to a true legend retiring from the Bass Wars. Uh, he'll still be around fishing. You'll be able to find him. There's no doubt about it. I mean, this is a guy that uh, won a Bassmaster Classic back in 1993. Three and uh, and he has four other wins on the bass circuit as well. And and I, I hate to mention it to him, but I added up what those four wins would be worth in today's money. That's seven hundred thousand dollars just in wins alone. He has over a million dollars in winnings <laughs> with bass, but uh, maybe born a generation or two too early. I'm not sure, but he's David Fritz, and he joins us now on the VMC line. David, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for calling. You know, I go back and I look at that '93 classic that you won uh, out of Birmingham, uh, fifty thousand. That's three hundred now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then these other, all these other victories you had, those would all be hundred thousand dollars. I mean, I know you got a boat and this and that, but you know, those are all hundred thousand dollar cash tournaments now. And uh, just in your wins alone, that would be about seven hundred. You're probably in today's money, you probably won over three and a half million dollars. I would think something like that. Yeah, that's that's about what I figure. You know, one angler of the year in '94, and I, I, it was five thousand. And what is it now, angler of the year? Hundred. <laughs> that's hundred. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, and but now some of the other wins that I won, I did win a hundred in. But um, but yeah, I mean, you know, back in the day, back in the Ray Scott days, it, it was like, uh, you know, the top one hundreds and stuff like that. We. Uh, you know, you would win a boat in ten thousand dollars cash, and uh, you know that was a lot of money back in the, back in the nineties. I mean, it really, uh, I mean, it it definitely went further, and um, you know, you had to deal with selling the boat, but uh, but anyway, it it was still all good. How is uh, talk to me about your health? How how is uh, how's your health been? Are you, I know you've had this long long term COVID. My mother went through that uh, as well. But uh, how have you been feeling? Well, I feel about the same. I'm pretty consistent. You know, no smell, uh, yeah. nose runs when you eat. I can taste it a little bit. Thank goodness for that. Or I'd, I'd be in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, my energy level has never recuperated. Uh, I have some heart issues now with 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 AFib and and a few other things. And you know, I've been in and out of the hospital doing some stuff for that, trying to get it. Uh, uh, straightened out. So, and all that comes from COVID. So anyway, it's, it's been sort of a struggle. I guess I was, I'm really not supposed to be here to be honest with you, but mm. anyway, I am after, after being in emergency room for six days, it, it was, uh, you know, pretty good experience. Nope. It makes you appreciate life. I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're glad that you're still hanging around. I mean, that's for, that's for sure. Um, and I know you like to cook, you like to bake. I mean, it's Thanksgiving week, uh, and no smell. <laughs> I mean, that, that's gotta be brutal. At least you can taste that apple pie a little bit, but man, that's gotta be brutal <laughs> like this week, you know, to not be able to smell that beautiful, uh, food that we all consume on Thanksgiving day. Uh, I know it, it's, it's hard. I mean, it really is. It, it has, its advantages 
<laughs> but most of the time, it sure would be nice to smell some of that good food. Yeah. Mm. You also uh, have a distinction of being one of the few anglers to win both the Classic and a Forest Wood Cup. I don't even know what they call that now, but it, it would always be a Forest Wood Cup in my mind. But you won that in 97. I mean, you know, uh, people forget a little bit. I mean, that was that was your that was your your peak, really. That was your heyday, the, the, the mid to late 90s. You were tough to beat. You were winning a lot of tournaments back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, the 90s were definitely good. Uh, you know, it started out with the Classic in 93, and then all the way through, uh, you know, 2000, I won uh, FLW. So, it, 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 yeah, that was my heyday. That was uh, before the fishing started changing a little bit with electronics and, and all that good stuff. But, yeah, that was... It was just so easy then, and, and you know, it seemed like everywhere you went, fish just jumped in the boat. You didn't even have to catch them. But yeah, <laughs> when, when everything's going good, that's the way it is. David Fritz with us here, talking about his career as he is retired from bass. You'll see him out there fishing some things. You know, he's going to cherry pick some other tournaments and and uh, and do some stuff uh, as well. And of course, uh, a crankbait. You know, savant, the the guy that, that designed the uh, the Fritz side. Everybody knows the Fritz side, and you have those. Doesn't matter who you're sponsored by. Everybody has a few Fritz side in their in their in their boxes. <laughs> I mean, that is that is for sure. Um, how old were you? We talked to a kid last week that made the elites. He's 18 years old. He's 18 years oh old. Uh, Trey McKinney, and uh, he started fishing opens uh, in May of this past year. He was still in high school, and he finished in the top 10 in, in four or five opens. I mean, it's just ridiculous, and earned his card to fish in the elites. He won't turn 19 until during the first tournament of the year, uh, you know, this upcoming season. How old were you when you started fishing your first pro tournament? Uh, pro is in like a Bassmaster or yeah, yeah, top level, you know, top level tournaments. Yeah. Well, actually the first big tournament I ever won was in 1981 and it was more of a localized tournament, had 400 people in it. But, um, uh, throughout the eighties, you know, that was a red man days. Uh, yeah. and then, uh, all the way up till on up in the eighties, 86 is, Probably when I started fishing uh, a few bass tournaments as I had the money to fish them. And I, I don't know. I must have been. I was in my later 20s. Yeah. Um, I graduated from school in 75. So uh, so I was 17. Yeah, I was 27, 28 years old. Yeah, which was young, man. Right? You know, then that was young because a lot of guys, I mean, it wasn't like now. Now we've got so many guys on the Elite Series that come right out of the college fishing ranks and so on. They know nothing else. They don't know their job, so they don't know anything else about working. <laughs> they go to college, they fish in college, and they qualify for the Elites and away they go. Um, it, it is it is really changed. It kind of reminds me of NASCAR. You know, it used to be NASCAR guys. A lot of times they were in their 30s before they got running. Now they're all young. Um, but it, yeah. it it's really has become a young man's sport, isn't it? Well, you know, it has, it, it, you know, the young guys have got really good eyes. Uh, they are, they've dealt with, with playing video games and stuff all their life. And, and, and that's where fishing has gone. So, yeah. so anyway, that, that's sort of where we're at now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we know, uh, you bass. know, I spent all my time back in the day, you know, start out with pose and made them a few baits and made all the Rapala DTs and then uh, all all the Berkeley stuff all the way up to the Fritz side. I hadn't anything to do with the last ones that come out, but, uh, but you know, that's where I spent all my extra time. I, I love making baits. I love uh, working with my hands and and the young guys it's like man it's just uh, even my son it's just all about computers it's all about uh playing games and and it's all about good eyes i mean yeah. and you know when you're when you get to be in your 60s you, believe it or not your eyes ain't, ain't ain't quite as good as it used to be you don't have to tell me that i'm 63 years old and i try to get to wherever i get before it gets dark i can't see at night anymore on the road i'm like i don't know what i'm looking at anymore but uh, that's crazy <laughs> david fritz with us yep. here. you know see i didn't uh, you know rappel is one of our big sponsors and i guess i didn't even know you know the dt series is amazing i didn't realize that you were involved in the development of the dt series yeah i made all the dt's that's really? my initial david david t fritz Oh my gosh! I never. I thought it was dive two. You know what I mean? It just dive two. David yeah. Tiffert's DT. Well, all, all that, all that comes from you know. I thought about that in a deer stand up in Canada. I'm thinking, you know, we need to name these things DT. That's my grandpa's name. 
that's oh. my initials. I'm actually the fourth. Uh, David Thomas Fritz the fourth. So uh, my my grandpa oh. was junior, but everybody called him DT. So I said, you know, that's down to. And and I, I laid out everything on the table for Rapala when they when they when we designed all those. That is a good, that is a great thing. You've now educated us on, on, on that. Cause you just think of uh, your time, of course, with, with Berkeley over the years, but uh, yeah, all the work that you did with Rapala <laughs> back in the day as well. You've touched, you've touched a lot of fish when it comes to, when it comes to crankbait fishing. I mean, that is, that is for sure. Well, um, well we've had, we've had some, yeah, we've had some of the best baits that I, I think I, I feel real privileged, you know, the DT six, the DT 10, mm. the DT 14. And, and then with the Rapala series with the, you know, especially with the Fritz side, that's been the hottest crankbait I, I, that I've ever seen hit the market. It really has, and it, it's just a no-brainer. You throw it out there and wind it, and dang fish bites it. It's crazy. But, uh, yeah, that's been a real thrill. Even the young guys know who I am because of the D, uh, the uh, Fritz side. Yeah, yeah, I was aware of the Fritz side. Obviously, not as much the DT series, but, uh, of course, I fish a lot of DTs as well because I fish all that Rapala gear for sure. David Fritz has been our guest. We learned some things. David, listen, enjoy the retirement. Uh, go fish some other stuff as well, and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to keep seeing what's uh, what's next for you uh, in the fishing world. I know you continue to touch it in some way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to still be making baits, and I'm going to still be casting a little bit. You know, no, I don't think anybody can just quit fishing. That no. just ain't going to happen. I'm just sort of spacing my time out and getting a little more rest in between, and hopefully I can be a little more focused. There but, you uh, go. There you go. David Fritz has been our guest. David, appreciate you, and uh, have a great holiday season. All right. All right. Same to you. Thank you very much. Thank you, that's David Fritz. What a, what a thrill to talk to that guy. All right. We'll get a break in here. We'll come back with more right after this. This is Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. At Phoenix Boats, everyone has a passion for bass fishing. From the founder and Elite Series Pro, Gary Klaus, down to the guy who affixes the final decal. Gary says, this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the Phoenix today. Our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers. When I toured the plant, it was clear that Phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none. I'm Tom Abraham and I too run a Phoenix boat and am extremely proud to carry the Phoenix logo on my gear. I've known Gary Klaus since he started the company and what he, Teresa Johnson, and the rest of the team at Phoenix Boats have created is truly remarkable. The highest quality boats built by anglers for anglers. This isn't just a saying, it's a passion at Phoenix. View the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today. Take it from me, it's time to experience the Phoenix difference. Five fish for 22 pounds even, becoming a two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year. Hi, I'm Gerald Swindle, Bassmaster member. I don't care if I'm in California, Oregon, or France. If I see a bass sticker in a window of a truck or a car, I got something in common with that person. Why don't you come and join me and you be a member? Get these free gifts when you join today, a $50 value. Go to Bassmaster.com slash join and become a member of America's leading bass fishing organization. Hey gang, Tom Abraham here for my friends at 13 Fishing. I can't tell you how excited I was to learn that two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year, Gerald Swindle, had teamed up with the crew at 13 Fishing to build the ultimate rod and reel series that combines quality with a price point that works for all. The result is the metal line of rods and the Inception G2 line of reels designed to the exacting standards of the G-Man. This is the same gear Gerald bagged over 100 pounds of fish with at Lake Fork last season. Look for them this spring. The 2024 St. Croix Bassmaster Open Series is set to be the biggest ever. From increased payouts for the pros to Bassmaster Live coverage of Championship Saturday for all nine events, the 2024 season promises to be great. The top nine EQ anglers will once again punch their ticket to the Elite Series, and event winners earn a berth in the 2025 Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic, providing they fish to three events in a given division. And for co-anglers, this is the best value in all of fishing. $475 to fish two days with a pro, and you are 
are competing only against other co-anglers for a tremendous prize purse as well. Registration is now open, but you have to act fast to get your spot locked in. This year's schedule will take anglers from Florida to Minnesota and many great destinations in between. Plus, the off-limits restriction has been reduced to two weeks, so you don't have to lose much time on your home waters. For more information on the St. Croix Bassmaster Open schedule and registration, plus payouts and other key information, just visit Bassmaster.com and click on the tournament tab and then select Opens. See you on the water. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. And welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. And speaking of Phoenix Boats, let's spend a little time talking to a guy that's been running a Phoenix for a while. And uh, and, and you know him. He's, he's fit. Look, if there's a high-level professional series out there, Randall Tharp has fished it. So this is a dude that's been around the horn a minute, and, and he has won a lot of money out there fishing for sure and has done a tremendous job. He is the honey badger, and he joins us now on the VMC Hook. It's Randall Tharp. Randall, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing really good and enjoying a holiday weekend here at home. It's been a busy year, been on the road a lot, and I'm thankful to finally get a few days off, watch some good college football games this Saturday, and uh, you know, just looking forward to a few days with family and friends. We got the Iron Bowl coming up a little bit later on in the day for those that are listening to this Saturday morning. So do you, uh, I know you spent a lot of time in, in Alabama, cut your teeth professionally fishing there. Do you roll with the tide or are you War Eagle or are you like a Florida State guy now? I mean, what what's the deal? Where, 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 where's your squeeze? <laughs> roll tide. Roll tide. The there you go, baby. <laughs> I really feel sorry the way Auburn looked last week. And I've got a lot of good Auburn friends, you know, one of my best friends and his wife both graduated from Auburn. So, uh, I hope they look better than they did against New Mexico last week. No, not that yet. <laughs> they could save that for the bowl game, you know, the Birmingham Bowl or wherever they end up. They don't need to do that, uh, you know, in the Iron Bowl. Freaky things happen, though, in, in uh, Iron Bowl, especially when it's there, uh, you know, at, at Jordan-Hare Stadium. They got a great fishing team. That's what you can do. You can always say to the Auburn guys, you can say, well, you know what? Take solace in the fit. You got a wonderful fishing program there at Auburn. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I, you know, I've known most. I, you know, I, I watched Jordan and Matt Lee come up through the ranks. Yeah. When they went to Auburn, and uh, both good friends of mine now. And you know, Jordan Lee probably, in my opinion, one of the most naturally talented anglers I've ever fished against in my life. So uh, yeah, you know, there's an Auburn Auburn grad that uh, one of the best fishermen in the world, in my opinion. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Randall Tharp with us here. The Honey Badger. So when I was researching for the interview, I'm like, Honey Badger. And then I went, <laughs> I went and watched the Honey Badger video on YouTube, and I was splitting aside. I mean, you're watching it, and then the first like few minutes, you, you, you start to giggle a little bit. And then by the end of it, you just it's laugh out loud. And I, I don't know how that became attached to you, but that Honey Badger video is hilarious. It's definitely a good one. I can thank one of my good friends, Rob Newell, who's been covering this sport yeah. as long as it's been around. If you look at that video and you think about how that pertains to professional tournament fishing, that's how it came about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I didn't ask for that name, uh, but I can tell you this. When Dave Mercer and Mark Zona got a hold of that name, it just kind of stuck. And, you know, I'm not saying I really liked it at first, but you might as well just embrace it because it wasn't going to go away. And, and it developed into one of the great logos in, in professional fishing. I mean, our, you know, our company, Largemouth Marketing, you know, we, we, you know, worked on developing some logos from some anglers uh, in the past, but that logo that you came up with, with the honey badger, you know, uh, in, in the logo is, is absolutely tremendous. Man, I appreciate it. I, yeah. uh, a good friend of mine did that. He designs all of, all of my boat wraps and truck wraps and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, once I realized that Honey Badger name wasn't going away, I decided, you know, to own it. And, I mean, all of my stuff, my rods, my reels, the baits, my jigs and stuff, all of that's kind of branded with that logo. And it, it, it's, it's been good. It's, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I've, been, I've enjoyed embracing the mm -hmm. Honey Badger. 
So five years ago, you made the decision with a bunch of other guys to, to leave Bass, and, uh, and you went in another direction, and it gave that a whirl for four or five years. And now um, you've come back. Bass has uh, changed the open scenario. they got the EQs now. They've, they've put a pile of money into the AOI standings. They've, they're paying more spots on it. There's TV coverage now. Uh, Bassmaster Live coverage of all of the opens, all nine opens. You're going to be a part of that mix. Um, what was behind you just saying, you know what, it's time, time for me to get back to, back to Bassmaster. Man, you know, I, like, like you said earlier, like I, I've spent five years at FLW, five years on the elite series. I spent five years on the Bass Pro Tour. And, uh, you know, I look back at those early days fishing Bassmaster Opens and the early days I, I fished on the elite series as some of the best of my career. I was fishing the best. Um, my business was taken off off the water you know that's where i kind of built this brand mm-hmm. and, and and now after experiencing all of that that's just where i would like to finish out my career uh i, I you know it, it's hard to to, to put those th- those are some of the best memories i have and mm-hmm. i look forward to making some more over there i don't know why the, you know the classics i i remember each one that i've competed in distinctly I've had a couple close calls and, and, you know, in those, and I felt like if there was one I ever let slip away, it was that one at Gunnersville. Um, so, so I would just love another chance at that particular event. And, uh, you know, I also just, I, I really am looking forward to, to going back and fishing the opens. I mean, most people, you know, Hey, you, you know, why, why are you fishing open? But that, that's not the way I feel. Like, I don't look at it as a step back. Um, I'm, I'm, I've kind of proven myself, I've, you know, on and off the water. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I'm just looking forward to five days of practice, a three-day event. I know exactly what I signed up for. And, uh, man, I'm fired up about it. I think the schedule's awesome. I've got a lot of history at, at most of those lakes. And uh, starting off at Okeechobee, uh, Lake Wachita, Santee Cooper, all of those uh, lakes, very memorable tournaments for me. I've had at those places. So, yeah. uh, well, it's uh, you know you've so, won you've won three opens over the years. It's not jump change. I mean, it's not like you're fishing for nothing. It's you know forty five grand or so uh, to win one of those things, and and again they'll be paying down to forty fifth place uh, as well. And yeah, it, it's all laid out for you. You know exactly what it's going. It's going to be the same, by the way, from the first open to the last open. It will be the same uh, all the way through, which is uh, something that Bass has done a great job of in terms of, of building a a tournament system. And 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 look. If you stumble back into the elites, you stumble back into the elites. I know you're, you're what, 54 years old now. Some of the guys around you have retired. Ike and Ellie was talking about retiring after Conroe, if you remember, at the Classic. And now he can't, he can't get enough of it. You know, in our minds, and I'm a couple of I'm a few years older than you. In our minds, though, we're just as competitive as ever. I mean, the body starts to kind of ache a little bit in different places and so on. But mentally... The, you know, the drive to compete, it just, it just doesn't go away. And I don't know where else you can find that, you know, if you're a competitor. It's one thing to go play golf and play with your buddies and have a $5 NASA, but something about these bass tournaments, it, you know, you, you kind of want to do until you break down. Yeah, look, I, I fished against the very best that's ever played this game. And one thing I can tell you about each and every one of us is we are some of the most competitive people on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I think I'll die with. Um, I don't like to lose at anything, no matter what it is. So, uh, but it is the older you get, I think it's harder to maintain that intensity that you need to be successful. Right. You know, that there's, I'll tell you this, Clark Winlet told me years ago when I first started out, he was kind of mentored me a little bit, gave me some advice. He said, there'll become a day when you don't want to go bass fishing every single day. And I looked him right in the eyes and I laughed at him. I said, you are crazy. There is no way I, I cause I bass fish every single day that I possibly can. If the sun's up, I was on the water. And uh, I actually talked to Clark Winlet yesterday. Mm. And, and I said, man, you know what? You were right. Pro- you know, you're, as you age, your priorities in life change. You know, all I used to want to do is catch a bass. And now I feel like I have this huge loyalty to companies like Phoenix Boats and Yamaha Outboards and Arc Fishing and, and, and Bass Boat Tech, like companies that I, I feel like you know, I helped build a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in the beginning of this, I, I didn't have that. Those relationships weren't yet formed. And I'm thankful to be at a point in my career 
where those companies stand behind me no matter where I want to go fish. Yeah. And uh, I promise you I will do my best on the water no matter if I'm fishing a Tuesday nighter, if it's the Bassmaster Open or the Bassmaster Classic, you know, I, I'm going to give it 110% every single day. You want to see a good-looking jig, check out that Randall Tharp signature flipping jig uh, as well from ARC. I know a lot of people, they think ARC. I know I did. You think ARC, you think ARC rods. It just rolls out of your mouth, ARC rods. But ARC is, uh, Team ARC is becoming a lot more uh, than that. A lot of baits and things like that that they've got there. And the new Randall Tharp jig is a good-looking jig as well. Well, I'll tell you what, Randall. This is going to be something. It's going to be really exciting. There's some good names, some big names, some guys you have been fishing against over the years that are fishing the Opens EQ. It's going to be exciting to see out there as well i'll be fishing that tournament at okeechobee as well so i'm gonna have to come in and look you up there but i think it's great to have you back in bass uh you're 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 the kind of name brand that is uh, very important to, uh, to professional fishing and i'm glad you're back and we'll look forward to seeing you somewhere out there on the circuit man that sounds good i'm excited um i look forward to you know i miss those weigh-ins i miss that fan interaction mm. so by all means if we come to a lake near you come out and uh we'll talk fishing and, uh, you know, I think that's one of the coolest things about this sport is you still have access to the to the biggest names that play the game. And uh, I look forward to, to, to doing that again. Randall Tharp has been our guest. Randall, appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, thanks. It's Randall Tharp. I got a Randall Tharp spot on Gunnersville too. Everybody, every time I go there, I think this is where Randall Tharp fished him at Gunnersville. All right. We'll get a break in here. We'll come back with more after this. It's Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio at the Bassmaster Radio Network. Rapala is one of the most respected names in all of the fishing industry. The finest balsa wood baits with the best action. The DT series, the Brat Squarebells, and the Shad Wrap are all legendary. But did you know that Rapala also makes high quality rain gear and every kind of fishing accessory you can imagine? Plus, under the Rapala family of brands, you'll find VMC hooks and terminal tackle, suffix mono, fluoro, and braided lines, terminator spinner baits, jigs, and frogs, plus the Storm Arashi line of baits. Learn more at Rapala.com. That's Rapala.com and start catching more fish. Tom Abraham here for my friend Brian Hamaker and his team at North Alabama Mortgage. Look, buying a home is the biggest purchase you will make in your life, and it can be a bit intimidating, so you want people that can help walk you through the mortgage process and get you the best deal possible. That's what North Alabama Mortgage does, and they do it in Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida, from first-time purchases to refis, conventional, VA, FHA, and USDA loans. They have the solution at North Alabama Mortgage. Visit NorthAlabamaMortgage.com to learn more. That's North Alabama Mortgage. There's so much to do, see, and experience in Anderson, South Carolina. Plan your next outdoor adventure with a visit to Lake Hartwell, boating, fishing, hike and bike the nearby trails, experience some history, and after, enjoy the numerous restaurants, shops, and experiences Anderson has to offer. Visit Green Pond Landing right there on Lake Hartwell. Perfect launch point for pleasure boating, fishing, kayaking, or just a nice walk beside the water. Come see why Anderson is called South Carolina's Bright Spot. Check it out at visitanderson.com. That's visitanderson.com. John Cruz and Missile Baits have done it again. This time they have teamed with Hog Farmer Baits to bring you the Spunk Shad. This bait can be fished like a swim bait or as a trailer on your favorite bladed jig. And now they are available from Missile Baits. Also new this year is the Magic Worm, which did some serious damage on tour last year. They could just call that one the Moneymaker. Missile Baits is also home to the classic D-Bomb, the Baby D-Bomb, the Quiver Worm, and one of my favorites, the Destroyer and Baby Destroyer. Go to MissileBaits.store to learn more. That's Missile Baits. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. And welcome back, Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. And now, you know, there's a there's a real good old school Southern Rock song called Flirting with Disaster by Molly Hatchet. And um, when I think about Mark Menendez's season last year, I think you're flirting with disaster a little bit. I remember him standing on that stage at the last tournament of the year, the St. Lawrence River, and uh, it sounded kind of melancholy. He wasn't sure if he was going to be back and requalify for the elites. He didn't have any problem requalifying for the elites. I was call- calling people, talking to him, and they said, oh, no, his average is this and that, and he's fine. And, and sure enough, he is fine. And once again, we'll be on the Elite Series this upcoming year. And he joins us now on the VMC Hook. It's Mark Menendez. Mark, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing well, Tom. Thank you so much for having me back. Living on the edge there a little bit at the end of the season last year. You, I think you felt like you know you might not make it. 
Well, I tell you, Tom, a lot of that melancholy was in the last hour of the of the second day of the tournament there at uh, St. Lawrence. I had two five-pounders in my hands, and both of them decided to uh, swim on off. So mm-hmm. that, that that had gave me a bad, uh, bad little taste in my mouth. You know, when worse came to worse, I was in good shape. But uh, it just uh, just wasn't quite the year that I wanted. I had some real highs in the year with uh, Santee and some of the other, and the Lay Lake tournaments. And um, those last three tournaments, Tom, I, I averaged a three-and-a-half-pound average on every fish I caught and did not have a fish finish over 75th place on the way home. Yeah. So uh, just, a, just a tough deal and um, got to step it up and, and bring my game, a game a little further. I know that as competitive as you are, you know, you're not going to be out there unless you feel like you can win. But you mentioned Santee. I mean, you came in second at Santee. You were 18th at uh, at Seminole. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're still – it's not a matter of competing to make it to a classic and be in the top 35 or competing to make it and just stay on tour. You're still competing to win these tournaments, and you had to at least prove to yourself last year that you can do that, that it's just a matter of the right bite at the right time, as I said, a second-place finish at Santee Cooper. Well, you know, a lot of times, Tom, these tournaments, the, the planets kind of line up for you and something happens. You figure something out that's right in your wheelhouse. And Santee, I figured out um, a place that fish were going to from having already spawned. I had no competition out there. I had a flipping stick and 20-pound cigar and a cutter worm tied on, and, and, and that's heaven to me. That was just the way I wanted to fish. And um uh, bar a second day miscue where I just basically fished a little bit too fast through that area, I would have really even been in further contention to win the event. Um, but it was a great event. Didn't lose any fish. Um, got everything that bit in the boat, and it just was a bunch of big ones. So those tournaments like that, time really give you a lot of hope um, as to your abilities. Can you still do this? When you're my age, I'll be 59 years old going going to the next year, uh, next season. And um, it, it really secures your thoughts as far as your ability. So I've since then, I've been at home doing a lot of homework, filming my television show, spending a lot of time with my eyes, looking at forward-facing, and caught a dirty 30 the other day nice. uh, with forward-facing down in Texas. So uh, it gives me a lot. I, I, I'm learning. You're never too old to continue to learn. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm morphing this new game into where, where it fits good. And, um, I feel good about it for the coming season. So, uh, we'll see. I'm going to, I'm going to play for a little longer anyway. Yeah. Mark Menendez, uh, with us here, a lot of it has to do, I would imagine too, with uh, conditioning. I'm a few years older than you. And, uh, in the last couple of weeks, I've talked to a couple of guys that are a few years older than me, uh, that have hung it up now, Larry Nixon and, uh, and David Fritz earlier on this show. And, you know, it, it, these the grind, the physical grind of the tournament fishing. You've had your injury issues in the past that you have now uh, overcome, but it, it would seem to be that is a, a big, big part of it is just being able to take care of your body and, and handle the physical grind, right? It is, and, and you know, um, I, I had a back injury a couple of years ago, so I've played a lot of tennis since then, and um, I haven't played near as much because I've got another ailment, Tom, uh, right now that I'm, I'm working on, but uh, I do make sure I get, uh, X amount of steps a day and, and, and in my life. So I'll, I'll walk a lot. Uh, I work a lot as well out in the yard doing things, but I have a goal every day of taking so many steps a day and, and that keeps you in pretty good shape when you're taking that many steps. So, uh, yeah, you, you really have to eat well and get your rest and, uh, don't stay out late at night. Uh, as some of our young guys, tend to want to do but um get your rest because once you miss that rest or the terms you're playing catch up then your mind's playing catch up when you're out there on the water so being well rested well fed and uh ready to go the next day is a is a big big deal may I, may i recommend um possibly putting the tennis racket down for a minute and pick up the pickleball racket i've got i've caught the craze i mean this pickleball thing is pretty cool you don't move quite as much as you do on the tennis court it's not just for old people and uh it's a, it's a it's a blast man it's like it's like ping pong on a big ping pong table or, or a mini uh tennis court it's really cool well, I can't wind up and hit that pickleball, hit that forehand down the line uh, with <laughs> no. top spin with a western grip, and I can't do it with my backhand cross court like that. I have played sometime, and I see the fun. I see how 
you can get your whole family involved. Yeah. Um, some of my kids, former elementary t- school teachers, I see them out there playing with their families. Um, it, it's a great sport. We've got some pickleballers on on tour and Clark Winlet and uh, Matt Airy. They seem to play quite a bit of it. But I, I would rather hit. I'd rather hit it from the baseline. Then on top of the ping pong table, Tom, I just I just love to wing it from the baseline. Mark Menendez uh, with us here talking about his year and and things going forward. And uh, of course, you're very very involved with Kentucky Lake and uh, conservation and so on. And, and we know that went through a real tough time uh, with the Asian carp. Give us an update on the lake, though. Now that it, it seems like all the reports I'm hearing, it seems like they're getting some of that under control. Well, you know, Tommy, I, I don't know if we are or we aren't, but fishing is a thousand times better than it was. And I don't mean just bass fishing. I mean crappie fishing. The bluegill fishing's off the hook. And if you'd seen how many big white bass I've caught in the last couple of weeks, uh, you, you would really know how good a shape the lake is in. Um, it seems like I haven't seen many uh, small Asian carp this year. I've not seen any young of the year Asian carp. And the average Asian carp, Per size is about a four to eight pound fish that I'm seeing. I found voids of Asian carp in the lake, and when I find that on Kentucky Lake, um, a section, eight or ten mile section where there's not a lot of of uh, Asian carp, the fishing is as good as it's been in years. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, largemouth and smallmouth, we have more smallmouth right now than we do largemouth. I filmed my television show, Mark Menendez Bass TV, today. I had an 18-pound day. I had one fish uh, in the five-and-a-half-pound range. I filmed oh. la- that, was a, that was a 50-50 time. I had uh, four smallmouth and four largemouth today. Um, I did a smallmouth show and had one pushing six pounds last week. And then I did a largemouth show last week where I had over 20 largemouth that I caught. So the fishing is good. Um, still doing some conservation work. Going to be with the uh, Kentucky uh, Bass Nation group. We're going to be planning cypress trees on December the 9th on Barkley Lake. So we're going to be televising that and getting some film work on that and helping those guys put some more habitat back in the lake. And that's that's the next thing that we really need to work with on Kentucky Lake and Barkley Lakes. Our reservoirs are getting older and we're losing a lot of our cover. Yeah. So uh, planting things like cypress and, and working in areas like that are, are, will pay big dividends in the coming years because they catch a lot of fish off of cypress trees on Kentucky Lake that were planted by the Federation guys years ago. So uh, looking forward to all that. But fishing is really, really good right now on Kentucky Lake. Mark Menendez with us here. I had a chance to fish with Jason Lambert at the open at Wheeler. And uh, there was a time there where Jason Lambert was an ATM machine, uh, you know, out there at, at Kentucky Lake. You know, are the days of being able to park on a ledge like that and, uh, you know, and rake in 25, 28 pounds on a regular basis day after day. Is that gone or is that the kind of thing that could come back at some point in time as well? Well, I think it's going to come back. I did have one day this year that I picked up a 10 XD. And in about five casts, I had 25 pounds. I haven't done wow. that in quite a while. Caught 22 keeper bass just having the boat parked on one uh, one hard corner out there in the middle of the lake. And those fish stayed there for, for most of the summer. So I'm seeing some of that. It's still a little more sporadic than that. You have good days and, and tough days. But I'm seeing a lot more 15 to 18 to 19 pound strings than I once was. It's taken about a four pound average to win on Kentucky Lake again. So, uh, but again, the smallmouth are, are king right now. It's easier to catch a bigger smallmouth than it is a largemouth. But uh, I look forward to if we can ever get any of that eelgrass to get stationary, which I'm hearing there is a little bit of vegetation at the lower end of the lake right now. We get that eelgrass that came through um, Gunnersville to Wheeler to Pickwick. Um, Kentucky Lake will be just fine if we can get some more habitat for these fish to recruit and become bigger size. Mark Menendez is our guest. We're going to take a short break, and when we return, we're going to do some technique of the week. It's uh, post-Thanksgiving style. We're going to talk about that and what we can do to uh, catch those fish as the water temperature now drops steadily from, oh, 60 degrees or so into mid-south, into the, into the 50s, and then all the way down into the 40s, mid-40s uh, that you'll see here coming up before the end of the year. We'll do that with Mark Menendez next. You are listening to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. 
At Phoenix Boats, everyone has a passion for bass fishing. From the founder and Elite Series Pro Gary Klaus, down to the guy who affixes the final decal. Gary says, this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the Phoenix today. Our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers. When I toured the plant, it was clear that Phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none. I'm Tom Abraham, and I too run a Phoenix boat and am extremely proud to carry the Phoenix logo on my gear. I've known Gary Klaus since he started the company, and what he, Teresa Johnson, and the rest of the team at Phoenix Boats have created is truly remarkable. The highest quality boats, built by anglers for anglers. This isn't just a saying, it's a passion at Phoenix. View the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today. Take it from me, it's time to experience the Phoenix difference. Hey gang, Tom Abraham here for my friends at 13 Fishing. I can't tell you how excited I was to learn that two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year, Gerald Swindle, had teamed up with the crew at 13 Fishing to build the ultimate rod and reel series that combines quality with a price point that works for all. The result is the metal line of rods and the Inception G2 line of reels designed to the exacting standards of the G-Man. This is the same gear Gerald bagged over 100 pounds of fish with at Lake Fork last season. Look for them this spring. John Cruz and Missile Baits have done it again. This time they have teamed with Hog Farmer Baits to bring you the Spunk Shad. This bait can be fished like a swim bait or as a trailer on your favorite bladed jig. And now they are available from Missile Baits. Also new this year is the Magic Worm, which did some serious damage on tour last year. They could just call that one the Moneymaker. Missile Baits is also home to the classic D-Bomb, the Baby D-Bomb, the Quiver Worm, and one of my favorites, the Destroyer and Baby Destroyer. Go to MissileBaits.store to learn more. That's MissileBaits.store store. Tom Abraham here for my friend Brian Hamaker and his team at North Alabama Mortgage. Look, buying a home is the biggest purchase you will make in your life and it can be a bit intimidating, so you want people that can help walk you through the mortgage process and get you the best deal possible. That's what North Alabama Mortgage does and they do it in Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida from first-time purchases to refis, conventional, VA, FHA, and USDA loans. They have the solution at North Alabama Mortgage. Visit NorthAlabamaMortgage.com to learn more. That's North Alabama mortgage.com there's so much to do see and experience in anderson south carolina plan your next outdoor adventure with a visit to lake hartwell boating fishing hike and bike the nearby trails experience some history and after enjoy the numerous restaurants shops and experiences anderson has to offer visit green pond landing right there on lake hartwell perfect launch point for pleasure boating fishing kayaking or just a nice walk beside the water come see why anderson is called south carolina's bright spot check it out at visitanderson.com. that's visitanderson.com. Rapala is one of the most respected names in all of the fishing industry. The finest balsa wood baits with the best action, the DT series, the Brat Squarebells, and the Shad Wrap are all legendary. But did you know that Rapala also makes high quality rain gear and every kind of fishing accessory you can imagine? Plus, under the Rapala family of brands, you'll find VMC hooks and terminal tackle, suffix mono, fluoro, and braided lines, terminator spinner baits, jigs, and frogs, plus the Storm Arashi line of baits. Learn more at Rapala.com. That's Rapala.com and start catching more fish. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. And welcome back, Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. We visit with Mark Menendez, who will once again be fishing, I don't know, 30, 31, 32 years. He's been fishing as a professional angler and, of course, has his TV show as well and uh, did some uh, uh, filming earlier this week as well for that. Mark, where can people see the show that aren't necessarily local to your area, but um, how can people see your your show? Well, the show airs on WPSD, an NBC station here in Paducah. And once the shows have aired, they go directly to my YouTube station channel, which is MM Bass TV. So there's past episodes there, Tom, that are available for viewing on uh, on my YouTube. Like and subscribe, guys. Um, it's it's not two guys in a boat. It's not about entertainment. This is about education. It's trying to make people better anglers, showing them different things that happen on the water, how to how to adjust. Uh, a technique, how to make that crankbait do what you need it to do. It's all about educating, and, and, and it's a lot of fun for me to do. I really enjoy doing it. 
Um, when we talked to David Fritz earlier in the show, you know, he talked about the, the grind of the elites and, you know, he's going to fish some tournaments and some other uh, circuits, some smaller circuits and so on. It might have a tournament every month or every other month, you know, that type of thing. When this schedule came out for 2024, you got the back-to-backs to open up in Texas. And then you turn around with the back-to-backs at the uh, Harris Chain and at the St. John's River in uh, in Florida. You got the tournament at Lake Murray. And then you got a couple uh, back-to-back basically in uh, in Alabama. And then you go north for two in New York. Do you like the flow of this uh, this deal? Because it, it seems like, I know from a media standpoint, I kind of love it. I mean, the way we've got you know the, these pods, if you will, of, of tournaments together. I do. I do like the back-to-backs. Now, my wife, Melissa, she does not like that. She doesn't <laughs> like me being gone for, you know, 15, 18 days at a time sometimes. But I do like those back-to-backs. And what's really cool about it is if you have a good tournament, you go to the next tournament with a complete new attitude, and boom, you have another good tournament. So you can make it roll in your favor. You know, after the first two trips that I take, the season's 50% over yeah. just about, you know, four of the nine are over. And I enjoy the fact that I can get them done and get, get to get home, do the work I need to do here, do the promotional work I need to do, go do appearances, work on the television show, whatever I need to do, I can do all of that. But I do like it when the momentum goes your way on a back to back and, and boy, you can really ride that from place to place and, and have a bad tournament, have a bad tournament practice, on the second tournament after having a top 10 at the tournament the week before, it's amazing how you'll go find enough fish to get another check after having had some momentum go your way. So back-to-back's right up my alley. And we also talked to Randall Tharp and talked about his uh, desire to get back to Bassmaster. He'll be fishing the EQs on the open circuit this year, which uh, is, is being taken to the next level. More money in the AOIs, more money in the tournaments themselves, paying more space uh, places, and then also more TV coverage of that uh, the, of the open uh, series as well. But you know, you 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 have survived a bad year here and there uh, with Bassmaster, but having that Bassmaster elite series angler name attached to your name. I mean, that's got to be so valuable, not only with your sponsors, but with the other media that you do and, and, and being able to have that shield on your Jersey at all times. And I, I would think that that's a, a big, big part of it. The history, you can't just invent history. You got to have history and, and Bass has that. And it's, it's something that served you well over the years. Well, it really has. And, and, and I don't know where um, I learned about being uh, working with the media, but once it all started, it, it, it really fell into place. You know, the young guys that are coming in from the opens, they're all great fishermen. They're, they're really talented young fishermen, which proves that the collegiate level, uh, the high school and collegiate level BASC, BASS tournaments are really working and recruiting the next group in here. And they're as tough a fisherman as I've ever fished against. The only thing they're lacking is a little bit of that, that media presence uh, where they're working with writers, they're working with television, they're working with video people, and, and that comes quickly. That has served me well, and, and the monster media machine that Bass has always been, even back in the days when Helen Severe and Bob Cobb were, were taking print media you know, to, to get it printed uh, off the typewriter, that was huge for the time. So Bass has always survived by getting the information out to the fishing public, teaching the fishing public the techniques, teaching them about what went on in, in said tournament. And uh, I jumped on that on that runaway train, and it has really, really helped my career immensely. 271 tournaments with Bass going all the way back to 1991. And really, outside of an injury year here or there, um, you know, really no break. And it's, you know, so many of these other guys, they fish a few years on this circuit, they go to that circuit, they go to another, they come back to Bass. They go, Not you. <laughs> I mean, since 1991, 271 events, and there's very, very few breaks in that, uh, you know, in that history every single year since 91, except for, again, a couple of injury years. Well, that's true, and um, I've, I've been a Bass member since I was 10 years old. I was a life member at 14, so it has meant the world to me to be able to be part of the Shield, mm-hmm. wanting to be that person as a young person, wanting to be that guy that became a professional fisherman, becoming that professional fisherman, and then being an elite angler as long as I have. I'm really proud of the fact that uh, I've done it here at Bass, and um, basically the only place I've ever done much of my fishing is here at Bass. Yeah. So um, a Bass career was what I wanted. Um, I've never worked a day in my lifetime. 
There you go, Mark Menendez uh, with us here. All right, Mark, uh, water temperature, you know, we finally have gotten the cold nights. It seemed like it hung on forever in the 70s and finally started dropping. Uh, you're finding some 60-degree water and in less now into the 50s in areas in the Mid-South along the Tennessee River area as well. So talk to us about that transition that we're facing now post-Thanksgiving and when you put the top waters away and what kind of depth that you're fishing and so on and so forth as we get into, you know, really moving towards winter. Well, as we move towards winter, the, the, the biggest thing to me are the length of the days. The photo period is getting shorter. And these fish realize that. They understand that they're not getting as many sunshiny hours to chase down bait fish and, 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 and be that predator that they are. Because in, when, in colder water and in the dark, bass still are predators and they still feed at night. But they're just less efficient at it because they're so cold and they can't move as fast. So the photo period is the deal. And right now we've got water temperatures um, in the mid to low 60s on the Tennessee River. I saw some 58 and 59 today. That's some of the cooler that I've seen. Um, you know, those temperatures are kind of kind of misleading. You think you can catch fish shallow, and you can catch some fish shallow, but it's all due to the wind. Mm-hmm. Our reservoirs are getting older, Tom. The water clarity is is better than it's ever been you get a little vegetation in there it cleans it up so you're you're getting cleaner water and techniques have to be either finesse techniques or ultra power techniques and i try to power fish as much as i can starting with a spinnerbait i'm burning a spinnerbait on any flat point that has an adjacent deep water area to it those little transition areas where water goes from two and a half to five and then five to 15 to 20 are always great places that stick out in the current and the wind. And I've had a lot of success this fall, either burning a burner, striking burner spinnerbait, and if they won't hit the spinnerbait, then I follow that up with a uh, three and three quarter inch, a three point seven five inch rage swimmer uh, on an, on a jig head and fish that very high in the water column. And I've had some great days with smallmouth and some big largemouth that snuck up there on those on that technique as well. As water temperatures get colder. Those very same places that I've been fishing the last month, month and a half, where we have that little flat spot that drops off into that deep water, I start slowing down and fishing a little bit deeper, either with a jerk bait like it paid off today, a 300 deep jerk bait. I caught about 18 pounds jerking it off these little these little flat spots and drops. Right. Um, those fish will get to that bait all the way down into the 40s. A crankbait is another one that is is real important as water temperatures fall and it's about deflection it's about making that crankbait deflect the one thing i will always do tom is i will go to a slower gear ratioed lose reel and i do not fill the spool all the way up i leave at least a quarter inch of room on that spool just to slow that gear ratio down so i can't Ah, over crank that yeah um a little tricky deal there and i use relatively light line i'm using eight and ten pound line wow uh, as water temperatures cool off and then once water temperatures get down into the 40s i still catch these fish in this shallow water um little step towards the deep water areas deep water access close to shallow and then towards verticality after that that's the whole key in the light ball mark menendez has been our guest mark always a pleasure to catch up with you appreciate you so much and uh we'll look forward to seeing you down the road here as uh it won't be long before we get another season started it won't be long time and i tell you what i'll challenge you on that pickleball deal here play in the near ball. future we'll uh, we'll <laughs> go play some uh we'll play one game of pickleball then we'll play one set of tennis there you go we'll coin on, on who wins uh who gets to go and do the third set i uh, look forward to that tennis will be fine if you hit it right at me but if, you, if i gotta move left or right i'm gonna tell you hit the ball right at me i'll get it back to you but uh, you know i don't want to know about having to move Mark Menendez has been our guest. Mark, I appreciate you. Have a wonderful holiday season, and we'll chat again. That sounds great, Tom. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, Thank you. That's Mark Menendez. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. So until next time, you keep those lines tight and nets heavy. I'm Tom Abraham, and this has been Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network.